You're listening to the Calm and Cozy Insomnia Podcast. Practical advice for insomniacs and bedtime thinkers. I'm Beth Wyatt, your insomnia and stress management coach. I'm also a chronic online course taker, a skilled cozy hat crocheter, and without question, my mother's daughter. This is episode 32. This week, I had the pleasure of speaking with Sandy Reynolds. She's host of the Reframe Your Life podcast. She's a coach and facilitator. And today she's going to be talking about spiritual practices for better sleep. So Sandy, thanks for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. (laughs) It is fun being on the other side of a podcast. (laughs) I am usually sitting where you're sitting. Yes, you are. So if you can just give a quick introduction and let my listeners know just a little bit about who you are and what it is that you're doing. So I work with women to help them make better connections in their life. And I focus a lot on women who want to have a healthy and vibrant spirituality. Mm. I think there's a lot of stuff out there especially on the internet and a lot of confusion and a lot of misinformation and just general crap around spirituality and so I am working with women to help them really understand what spirituality is and how to have a healthy and vibrant faith and to put some good practices in place to sustain them and help them be resilient in their lives. So my background is I spent about 25 years in on the inside of the evangelical church and then started to rethink some of the beliefs that I had and some of the practices I had and really went through a lot of what I call deconstructing my faith and exploring how it could be healthier. I don't think I had a lot of boundaries. And I think there can be an attitude or a mindset where you just let other people tell you what to believe Mm. and kind of go along with it, don't really question things. And so once I started doing that, I started realizing that I had kind of given other people a lot of influence and control in my life. And I wanted to rethink that. So I think of spirituality as separate from religion. And I think of it as our feelings and our beliefs, and the things that give us a sense of peace and purpose and connection to other people and our beliefs about the meaning of life. I think that would be kind of a easy way to say that or maybe not easy way but just a bit of a definition for people so it's not really about helping people define what they believe and having all the answers it's about having practices that help you to connect with the things that are really most important to you and are deepest within you I can relate to a little bit of what you're saying I grew up in the church and I have a lot of of good memories and good experiences in the church, but there's also a lot of that kind of how you were talking about um, being told what you're supposed to believe. And 
I always felt like I was a little bit of a rebel because if I was told that there's something that we shouldn't do, I kind of wanted to find out why. Right. So, and, and my experiences with like yoga and meditation were really like looking into it for myself and, and wanting to see what it was that made it different or, or made, you know, different Christians not believe in it or tell me to stay away from it. And I wanted to find out for myself why. Mm-hmm. So this fits well with my whole my whole um, belief system and, and everything. A lot of the things that I talk about on my podcast, because I, I love the idea of taking something that maybe is from a different belief system and making it yours. I'm in the same place. And yeah. I think even some of the things that I'm going to talk about, maybe 15 years ago, I wouldn't have been comfortable with. <laughs> but then when I started to think about it, I thought, well, why is that? Right. You know, it's not... It's not incompatible with who I am. It's not, there's nothing wrong inherently with some of these things. Mm -hmm. It's just that we like to draw lines and put things in boxes Mm -hmm. and have, you know, everything all tidy. And I think I've realized that things can be a lot more open than I once thought they could be. Mm, Yeah. When I put myself into a practice that I never saw myself doing before, I'm realizing that it's still just me. I'm still my whole person. I can still have all of my beliefs and be who I am and just have this other practice. Like I I don't become a different person when I'm practicing something. I'm still me and I'm not, I don't have to abandon anything about myself (laughs) to to, to add another another spiritual practice into my life. So it was a relief. Right. And the things we're going to talk about are just practices that may or may not work for people. And their suggestions are things that I've developed in my life and and spent time practicing. Mm -hmm. And I find them very helpful. And other people may like some of them and not like others, but that's okay. You just need to figure out what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And I think your whole podcast is about that, is about... (laughs) a little bit of trial and error when it comes to sleep and what you know there's some people who can do things that you would not you would say don't do that and mm. they doesn't it bother them, them or affect them at all so yeah and I actually have um, people tell me okay so I know you said in one of your episodes that you shouldn't get out of bed if you can't sleep but I do it and it works for me and I was like okay that is great I'm happy to hear that because you tried it anyway even though I told you it doesn't work for me, <laughs> which is the whole point is like, don't let me tell you what to do. See what works for you and take, take the suggestions and see what works. So exactly. Um, so yeah, so they'll do that with these. So lay it on me. What do you, <laughs> okay. So I did a little bit of prep work of okay. course oh, for me. Perfect. And so I came up with five spiritual rituals mm. to help you sleep better. So why don't we start with the first one? And yeah. I think this one will work for everyone. Okay. If it doesn't work for you, please email me and tell me because <laughs> in the will. nicest way possible. And it is practicing gratitude. Mm. And I actually did some research on this and there was a study done and published in applied psychology health and well-being in 2011 and it said that if you spend 15 minutes jotting down some things that you're grateful for before bed you will sleep better and longer that's nice to know 
Yeah, and I think gratitude in general is a great spiritual practice, and I think it's something that every faith tradition has within their belief system. So I, I think it's something that when we can get our minds wrapped around all of the good things in our lives and, and focus on the positive, yeah. it definitely helps you sleep better. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so number two is journal mm-hmm. and journaling can also clear your emotions and there have been a lot of studies done that show that writing in a journal can reduce stress mm-hmm. and of course reducing stress can help with sleeping I so i find that i can if i journal and you can enter you can use Uh, journaling with gratitude you can use your journal to focus yourself on the things that you're grateful in your life so but even just getting out some of the thoughts in your head if you're really like kind of rolling around with something that's on your mind sometimes if you can just jot it down that can get it out of your head so that you can be clear and get yourself more relaxed for sleeping And sometimes I have a notepad by my bed, so it's not technically journaling, Mm. but sometimes I just have like this thing I've got to remember to call this person or do this thing tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And if I just like write it down, Mm. I just like grab the notepad and I write down whatever it is, then it's, I don't have to keep thinking about it. Let it go. You'll see it in the morning. Yes. (laughs) Perfect. Good. So number three is read something spiritual or inspiring. I know you like telling bedtime stories, but <laughs> they're not spiritual stories. <laughs> well, some of them probably are more than maybe you think, but <laughs> reading before you sleep can help you relax. Mm. But I want to tell you that there was a study done by a neuropsychologist and he found that reading reduces stress levels by 68%. Wow. It's better than listening to music, drinking tea, taking or taking a walk. Huh. And when you when somebody is reading, it only it takes about 6 minutes for their stress levels to reduce. <laughs> and it's because it distracts your mind okay. from the things that are worrying you and causing you tension. So, I have a couple of books by my bed. I have one that is um about women who have done inspiring things and just inspiring stories about women's lives. And sometimes I just will pick it up and I'll read like a little story about a woman before I go to bed. Or I have other things that are definitely more spiritual in nature, like a a book about with um, blessings in it. I'll just read a blessing or something out of it. And all of those things can really help you. It can help you quiet down and help you get in touch with your own kind of soul and what's important to you and start listening to yourself. So uh, reading something spiritual or inspiring is number three. Great. Number four. Well, this one is probably not a surprise as a spiritual practice, prayer or meditation. Okay. And again, that reduces your stress and anxiety. I'm not very good at meditating because I just don't think I've practiced it enough, but I do have some breathing stuff that I I will try and do if I'm feeling particularly anxious or or unable to settle down. And um, 
and sometimes I just pray and I just um, will pray about whatever is causing my anxiety and, and just let it go and people can pray to whoever or however they want. There's no special rules around it. I think that if if that's something that brings you comfort or hope or peace, then prayer or meditation is a good option. I always thought that it was something that I had to do. I sit up with with my legs crossed and I close my eyes and I have like I have to follow someone in a meditation like someone leads me in a meditation and it has to be like 20 minutes to be beneficial and really my whole experience with meditation just started because my mind would race at night I'd be in bed lying down with my eyes closed and no one else no one was leading me through it I would just start to breathe and focus on my breath once I found out that it it wasn't what I thought it was. It was just something that was really practical that I could do myself when I needed it. And it, and I didn't, you don't have to carry something around with you. You don't need any special equipment. It's just like, I'm just going to focus on my breath right now. Yeah. Oh, that was so easy. I didn't have to join a class or get a special outfit for it or anything. <laughs> you don't need an app. There are great meditation apps, but you don't even need one. It's just, I just found like refocusing on something. I yeah. found it was so much simpler than I thought it was going to be. I'm the same. And I think probably from our background, we had some um, misguided <laughs> information about meditation as well. And maybe thought it was a bit more woo-woo than it actually is. Yeah. And uh, it is, yeah, at the center of it is just really breathing and, and focusing on right now. Right. And not past or the future but just paying attention being mindful about what's happening right now okay so number five does get a little woo woo okay i'm ready <laughs> <laughs> this one has to do with cleaning up your physical space and removing anything that has negative energy from your bedroom okay so um it's it's not totally woo woo but it could be um you know, you want to create a space that's relaxing and it's just free from, you know, toxic chemicals, but even just free from negative things that things that could affect you spiritually. So it could be it, it might be even having like your computer in your bedroom or something like that that just keeps you drawn into something that's not peaceful and relaxing or a stack of bills by your bed or something like that, that could be uh, really a negative energy. But the part of it that I've also tried that, and I know you, you've had some and talk a lot about using essential oils and diffusing and bringing in some of those um, natural elements to help clear the room. I've also tried smudging in my house and that's you know a spiritual practice and it's something that I kind of thought was a bit out there but I read about it and I read that there's uh, there is actually a physical side of that ritual where the things that you're burning do detoxify the air like the sage and sweet grass and whatever it is okay. that you burn actually does clear the air in your home 
So there is that side of it. But I think there's also an intention in doing it that it's like saying I'm kind of reclaiming the space or I'm saying that everything in here is okay. It's, you know, in a very simple way. It's that's what I think is at the heart of it. Okay. It's it's sort of just making that statement to yourself that, you know, I've just like cleaned my space and it's fresh and there's nothing negative here and I'm ready for sleep. That's cool. Was that a bit I've, woo-woo? Um, no, I'm just, I'm just trying to kind of picture what smudging looks like. Because you said that, and smudging is such a funny word to me. It reminds me of, oh, uh, like, okay. charcoal artwork. It's not a term that I'm familiar with. So Okay, so I actually... Uh, a smudge stick is a bunch of herbs that are dried and tied together okay. and you light it and burn it. I have seen that. I've never I've never done that. I bought one that was supposed to be good for bugs or something, getting rid of bugs up north, you know, at the cottage, but I Okay, so that's smudging. Yeah, so oh. I actually made some this summer with lavender and sage from oh, my garden. That would be amazing. Yeah, so I just like <laughs> got a bunch of it and dried it and tied it together and then when I'm ready to do it like when I feel like I need to freshen up my room I or my, or my house especially mm-hmm. in the middle of winter or something <laughs> I'll just like walk through the house and burn it it's almost like incense mm, okay you know and along with that even lighting a candle can be another thing that you can do in a physical space Right. You know, you probably don't want to fall asleep with candles burning, but <laughs> maybe while you're journaling to light a candle would be mm. another form of that, mm. of just paying attention to your physical space and inviting light into your space. Mm. I find too with clutter, like keeping clutter away, it's a little tricky for me because I have kind of my desk in my sleep space. So it's hard to keep the clutter out of, you know, the space where I sleep. But I I do try to separate them so that the sleep side of my room is peaceful. Even something simple like my bedside table, when it's cluttered, when there are too many things on it, as soon as I clear that off and and put like a nice plant or something, like as as soon as it's in order, I just instantly feel like I want to spend more time there and it just looks nicer. And and making my bed, making my bed, getting into a, a bed that is made at night makes me happy. I'm the same way. Like I'm, I totally, I'm a bed maker. Like I don't understand that idea of not making a bed. No, I love, I love that kind of ritual of turning down the bed at night. And I usually spray my pillow with like Mm. some oil, like a lavender spray or pillow spray or something. Yeah. It's just like, it's so inviting, right? It's yeah. like getting in instead of like laying on top or something yeah. of a mess. <laughs> yeah, so the bed calls to you and it's it just looks so cozy. It's like, oh, I get I get to get in that now. That's how yeah. <laughs> that's how I like to feel at night. I've managed to kind of change my thoughts from, oh, I have to go to bed now or I have to stop doing things I like doing and I I've turned it into like I get to do the ultimate thing I love doing, which is sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I get to get in that bed that looks amazing over there in the corner. So That's great. So what would your evening practice look like? Do you do a lot of these things or all of them or does it vary? What would like a typical night look for? Okay. Yeah. So, but I do, I am a very routine person when it comes to going to bed. I read or journal for sure. 
I spray my pillow. I put an essential oil on. I have this weird thing of putting hand cream on just before I turn the light off. <laughs> all but right. It's all like little signals, I think, to mm-hmm. my body that it's it's that I'm going to sleep. But I definitely feel like I spend half an hour in my bed reading or journaling. Okay. Pretty well every night or almost every night. And uh, and then when I turn the light off, I always do practice gratitude mm. and look back on my day and just say, you know, I'm grateful for this, I'm grateful for that. And then I do try to um, do a little bit of breathing in and breathing out. Yeah, that's kind of a typical routine for me. But I do find that having a, like, a, you know, that kind of little rituals before I go to sleep, I think really facilitates falling asleep for me. Mm. Yeah, the, the hand cream thing it sounds funny, but I've read the same thing about a specific set of pajamas that's different from what you wear in the evening, and that the act of putting on your pajamas before you go to bed, it prepares you for sleep. It's funny how that works, but it does make sense when you think well, about you it. Well, you do it with children, right? Yeah, like when yeah, you do. I'm sure you're... you're um, Mom did it with you. I remember, you know, like where you had a very, you know, you brush your teeth yeah, yeah. and then you, you know, whatever. You have a your bedtime snack, brush your yeah. teeth, a little story, and then they tuck you in. And then it's like all these little messages to a child that it's mm-hmm. it's time for sleep. Our whole bedtime routine as kids. Yeah, we should definitely keep that. Well, thank you so much for helping us create our peaceful spiritual amazing evening rituals well, topics. thank you <laughs> thank you and if anybody's listening and they are looking at you know beyond sleep but how to have a healthy and vibrant spirituality they could check out my website yes sandyreynolds.com and you also have you have a, an online program that's launching soon so why don't you tell oh, us about right. that uh, in the next week, I'm launching a six-week course on how to create a vibrant and healthy spirituality. And so we're going to walk through some of these areas around boundaries, around practices and rituals, and exploring values and looking at how you can build that kind of resilience and hope and meaning into your life through spiritual practices also your podcast which can be found in all the podcast apps and itunes everywhere you listen to podcasts right so reframe your yes. life reframe yes. your life Sandy and people Reynolds. can listen to you i'm on reframe your life but uh yeah i'm 80 something episodes now in nice. the third year so it's it's been good yeah i'm glad that we've been able to reconnect in a different way as well, you and I personally, I would say we've known each other, but mostly known of each other for a few decades, maybe. I know, for sure. <laughs> Had mutual friends. And so I've always known of you. And I always knew that you were somebody that I would get along with. And then our business paths crossed and and now we can't uncross them. <laughs> I, know. I don't want to uncross them. <laughs> I'm the same. Now, now we... Um... Yeah, now I love I love how you call it business besties. <laughs> <laughs> business besties are so important, especially when you're an entrepreneur. It can get very lonely, so it's nice to find people that you connect with and can just like 
send something to send you a message that I'm excited about. And you're probably one of the only people I know who would also be excited about. Like I changed the artwork on my podcast, you know, (laughs) other people like, Oh yeah, that's exciting. But it actually would be exciting for you. Well, because I know how much work it is. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So sandyreynolds.com. So it's R-E-Y-N-O-L-D-S. This has been the Calm and Cozy Insomnia Podcast. Thank you for listening. Until next time, sleep well and stay cozy. And to my mom who listens to my podcast every night as she falls asleep, good night, mama.